Hey there, Friday Night Movie family. You are listening to a very special Baltimore Comic-Con 2022 episode of the Friday Night Movie podcast. This episode is packed, filled with amazing guests. We hope you enjoy it. As usual, you can follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram and all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Enjoy the show. Here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con. We are extremely lucky. A returning guest from last year, but also a dignitary, if you will, an official (laughs) of the Baltimore Comic-Con staff. We feel so lucky we've got Ted back. Ted, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I mean, it was was fantastic last year. I feel like I've had you guys in my head all the year leading up to this show. And so, I, I mean... I, I knew that I was looking for your booth as soon as I, I got the map and it got made. I was like, there they are. There they are. i got to make sure I come <laughs> out. So, no, I'm, I'm really happy to be back. That's awesome. It was great. We saw you right when we were walking in, and we were like, okay, we got to book that that that, that we know, time slot. We know slot. you're very busy, and when we can catch you is at the end of the con because you're working your tail off. Yeah, no, and that's that's the best time, right? Because now I can say the con has went fantastic. Oh, great. And, and so, you know, we, we've had a ton of people out. We've had... Uh, you know, it's 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 been really busy, but the good kind of busy. You know, yeah. it, I mean, it, it, the floor has been packed, and yep. you know, especially after last year where we had the ups and downs and, and had those COVID restrictions in place to have everybody back and and feeling good. And and some of our some of our longtime friends, Walt and Wheezy, uh, of course, are here. Fantastic celebrities back this year. They weren't able to come back last year, so. It brought back a lot of the stuff, and I, I think the con's gone really well. Oh. And and with you, for, absolutely have to agree. The the vibe at Baltimore, it's it has both that familial feeling you have at a smaller con, but you're on the scale of a large con, and I think that is very unique. And even coming back this year, there's we feel like we know so many people. We've had so many like running bits with the different vendors and the different artists. It's and plus you have the Ringo Awards that happen around it, so there's like a whole almost like film festival vibe going on at the same time. I, it's it's such a great feeling. And then from an execution standpoint, just flawless, safe, courteous, all the things that you want um, at, at a major event. But with us we have, as well, a first-time con-goer, right, who on top of that is part of Ted's volunteer army, because you're overseeing the volunteers this year, which is a compliment to you. The volunteers have been awesome. Thank you very much. No, I, uh, I brought Frankie in. Because we want to hear what Frankie I, thinks. I roped him in. Okay. I, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I can't say I've been looking forward to this for a year. I've known Ted <laughs> for six months. <laughs> knew I was doing this four months ago. And Thursday night, he's like, we're doing a podcast. I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that and, and so being at your first con 
You only thought about it four months ago. What was one thing that stood out to you? One either booth, celebrity, cosplay, something that just you're going home and keeping that with you all year. Looking forward to for next year. Mm. Uh, I gotta say, well, this is my second con ever. Okay. First time here in Baltimore. Okay. Um, I think the coolest thing has just been getting to casually meet all of the celebrities and these artists and stuff. Oh, cool. Hanging out with Ted, so we're just walking in. It's like Veronica Taylor's over here, the voice of Ash, the original Pokemon series. And we're literally just walking behind him. She's like, hi, I'm Veronica. I'm like, cool, I'm Frankie. Nice to meet you. Amazing. So it's been, it's been really cool to have that uh, very casual relationship with a lot of people I've met this week. That's very cool. The down-to-earth vibes are, are really wonderful. How about you, Ted? You've seen so many of these. You've grown up in this. Yeah, I what, mean. This year, what are you walking away with as your one thing? So uh, the celebrities fantastic this year. I am, unfortunately, more of a Marvel person, more of a DC person. And so... Uh, you know, they, they were fantastic, but I was looking for more of the art. And that, I always find it in Artist Alley. And I think that's really my highlight of each show, to, to go there and, and really look for... I, I, I love walking through Artist Alley and, and finding art that I've bought throughout the years. I'm like, oh, I have that on my wall. Oh. Um, oh, that's so but cool. But it's, it's, it's always better to find who has joined us this year, who, you know, who is new back there. And this year, I found a fantastic artist who I unfortunately can't plug because I do not, for the life of me, remember... The name of them, um, but they had street sign art. Oh, I saw, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I walked wow. by that. It was so cool. RZP. We RZP. pulled out the business card. Oh, here. wow. That's amazing. RZPart.com. So I'll, I will plug it. I want to take a out. picture. I want to take a picture of that. It is, that it sounds is, amazing. It is incredible. So, I mean, they, they had, I, I think they, they do a little bit of, of fallen street signs or just like reclaimed street signs that are no longer being used or have been ripped from the ground or involved in an accident or something. And they take them and they do actual proper art on them. And I did. You, you know that scene? from the first Avengers movie where uh, they capture Loki and they're taking him back and then Thor comes and Thor and Iron Man fight in the woods. Oh, yeah. They did. He did that scene on a no parking sign oh, and it's just the, the weirdest cool. clash of things almost, but it's like, that's a conversation piece. You know what that's, I mean? That, that, and so I, I just, love that. I, I so couldn't cool. get over it. He had full-size stop signs. He had one where, where the Hulk was climbing through the O in, in the stop sign. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a fantastic booth that's definitely gonna i hope i see him next year the the, the innovation in some of these folks is just out of control can, can i just i'm gonna dive in dive a little deep right away and ask ted i give me the gossip give me what wh what gossip can you give me on on the baltimore comic-con yeah, yeah give me some gossip some podcast appropriate gossip i'm not gonna ask for all the dirt but like give me a little gossip it could be positive gossip. It could be like, who's the nicest of the celebrities? I'm not asking you who the meanest was. Yeah, yeah. We never, we're not here we're, to break news here, or get the, news. like, this know, isn't like, the TMZ of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. This is I more like, know, could be like, you know, the happy gossip. Yeah, like, like, like a little, like we know that, like we, a little something I could only get from Ted. We know that Vincent Kings, Ringo Award winner Vincent Kings, uh, we, we asked him earlier if he could make a sequel to something. He, he has his own, like, riff on a teenage Spider-Man that includes being able to anatomically correctly shoot the webs out of his butt. <laughs> so, like, that, that's my gossip to share, and I'm sure Vincent will appreciate us sharing that because he went on an amazing riff about that. Happy, positive gossip, and this is not... There really hasn't been 
much, much juicy stuff that's 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 gone through this week. And I mean, truth be told, um, all the celebrities have been fantastic. I don't know if you guys were on the floor when Veronica Taylor was up and, and did the Ash Ketchum voice over. No, our, no, over no, we missed that. But oh, no, 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 I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. So I I mean, that that was that was a that really was that was a really fun plug. Um, but that's I, I would think our, I would say our most positive gossip right now uh, is that we are still claiming to be selling uh, sweatshirts and, and T-shirts up at the exclusives booth, but we're pretty much sold out. That's amazing. <laughs> so Congratulations. That's, that's, that's a positive bit of gossip. There we, we go. You know, Secretly it, sold out. That, but they're luring you to the table oh, but, to get other we, but, we've but, still got yearbooks. We've but, still got a bunch of stuff. That, that That's an incredible sign that, folks, everybody wants a, 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 a something like that. Okay. And in the pop culture, in the movie, in the television world, um, uh, what, what uh, are you most excited about these days? What are you watching? What are you um, what are you what, what's uh, it's got your imagination ticking these days do you want to go first I mean I'm pumped for Black Panther too. oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool yeah. Yeah. I've been following those trailers Iron Heart's showing up in them now oh very I, I don't know enough about the comic books to know who you're talking about but all I know is Iron Heart I, is cool when right. I saw the preview I was I was just crying yeah. And and I was just crying. How do you think Marvel's going to differentiate Namor and his Atlanteans from the Aquaman Atlanteans? What's going to be a big difference? Get, Bold get, of you to assume they'll differentiate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are all underwater people. You know, they they got a I don't know. I I am I am fascinated on on how they're going to turn around or how they're going to try and turn around phases four through six, because I, I feel like we've gotten off to kind of a mediocre start. Four is four is a transition year, a yeah, rebuilding yeah, yeah, yeah. year. In some ways, I feel like now that I'm seeing it unfold, I feel like they're, pope, they're like sort of planting, potpourriing out a bunch of different characters and actors and kind of seeing how people react. And then when the dust, when the dust settles... Some of them will make it through, as we all just are just waiting for the X Men anyway. So it's you know. that yeah, that has me excited. And then the the announcement at uh, SDCC of of the upcoming Fantastic Four remake is is also another Fantastic. Really, they're gonna really try it again. Marvel won't blow the Fantastic Four. I mean, that's, I'm not a Fantastic that's, Four that's guy, what I'm but hoping is that they don't blow it. Sorry, they, they, no, they won't blow it. They I don't think though. They haven't really. They have, I mean, they've had ups and downs, but they haven't blown anything. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that it's been long enough at this point. It's not like the Batman series where they, you know, every couple of years that we're watching a movie where, oh, this is how Bruce Wayne's parents died again. For the, you know, <laughs> I can't the do origin died. stories anymore. And, and every time they get the they get the box office sword for the origin story. And, and that's great and all. But I feel like we've been long enough away from the Fantastic Four at this point, And it's with a new company. And it's with, mm-hmm. a, with a company that we can have been trusting for the last 10 years that... I feel very optimistic about it. Okay. Do you think they're they're holding off on the X Men because they know that that's their that's like their that's their ace in the hole that if everything goes wrong in Marvel if they bring back the X Men everyone's going back to the theater? No, I think they're holding off on X Men because they have no idea what to do without Hugh Jackman. Oh, so he'll, he'll do Deadpool, but that's all he's gonna do. I don't. Yeah, I I, I think it would be. I, I mean, they, you know, you can do. I mean, look, Wolverine's awesome and Hugh Jackman is awesome. But I don't think the X-Men, well, 
If you're gonna like, I, I, I also am the same person who says they just need to give us '90s X-Men. They need to give us the X-Men in those colors and those outfits and those, with those storylines. Because they haven't had a good. I mean, I'm not. I don't think they've had a, a comic storyline for the X-Men. Like you know, the Marvel phases one through three, they pulled a ton from the comics, and a lot of that is comic storyline that some of it is comic storyline that has existed forever and some of it is comic storyline that's even relatively newer, like, you know, they pulled in Planet Hulk and, and, and everything that was involved in that, and that was something that was, you know, fresh out, but the stuff that's that's out for fresh out of, of X-Men is not as popular it's not as pop culture directly oriented, if that makes sense and, yeah. you know, so it's, it's not it's not as easy to pull from, and what is easy to pull from is that 90s X-Men I think you're, you're right on the dot, and so you don't have Hugh Jackman uh Oh God! Who plays Professor X? Patrick I Stewart or McAvoy? Either one of them is good. Right, but I mean Magneto as well was perfectly cast. It's like they they they, they I feel like they perfectly cast the first couple of X Men films, but then they you know they just they they didn't do what they needed to with the cast. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. And they now didn't they can't. On that they story. can't use that cast when they're now ready to do what they need to do with the script and the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also Hughes maybe a little bit tired of playing the character. Yeah. What about, what about you, Frankie? Well, there's an interesting thought about the X-Men thing. Because I think they know the 90s thing is what's going to hit. And that's why they're bringing back the X-Men 90s series for Disney Plus or whatever. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. So for the that. movie, are they going to go in a completely different Oh, right, because they're going to do another season of the X-Men 90s series, right? Yeah. They're actually going to continue it. Oh, we have a drop-in celebrity. A drop-in celebrity. We have a drop-in celebrity, Mr. Jackson Tree, Ted's younger brother. Younger oh. brother. Okay. Brad, couldn't tell. Uh, younger brother. Well, <laughs> you're the wise I'm the older brother. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's, that's, that's that maybe one. overstating so, things. So, so Jackson, we're deep in conversation about the MCU and how Marvel will bring back the X-Men. I assume. Uh, do you have Do you have thoughts on this? I have thoughts. It'll be an entirely different universe. Or different, like, uh, reality. Oh, really? So they're not going to try to put it all together? I don't think so. I think they're going to use the concept of multi, um, multiverse. multiverse multiverse, and create a new universe, just as we saw the 97 uh, X-Men uh, Patrick Stewart in the uh, uh, latest movie. Oh, I think yeah. they're going to create a newer, uh, just a different universe in there. So they can play with that for a little while? And then remerge them whenever it's convenient. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's an interesting. I like think that's, that's an interesting. That's my take. And I think Deadpool and I think She-Hulk are gonna hop in and out of all these realities. Oh. Okay. That's a bit of a theory. Now a big theme this weekend for us. We've asked almost everybody is what they thought of She-Hulk because we. I'll just we'll show our cards. We are huge fans of She-Hulk. Yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, the storytelling of it. I enjoyed the political. Aspect of it, it was really strong stories and strong ideas putting forward. Um, I think the CGI could have been better. Personally, I think the budget for her CGI went into Man Thing from Werewolf by Night. Oh, interesting. Because uh, he looked incredible, and I think they mm-hmm. just um, maybe a lot of a lot of screen time is just a little lower quality. They they, they, they can fix that. Yes. I think over time they oh, can yeah. make that better. That, you know, like huge potential. And and Tatiana Maslany, I think. To me, like, if I, like, I don't need some of the other, like, if Wanda dies, right, or if she's dead, I don't know if she's dead, like, and Elizabeth Olsen's too expensive. Right. 
I'll watch Tatiana lead the female, like the sort of that that strong anchoring female lead character. An incredible actress and a, has done the show incredibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The That's ending cool. is it threw me for an entire loop when she hopped out of that Disney Plus screen. Well, I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. All right. We won't tell you. Oh. Right. Well, Although yeah, we did, we did break. have a She-Hulk expert tell us that that is based on something that has happened in the comics. Yes. So it's not like yes, it, it was made up for the show and, and they were diminishing her. Rooted. It's rooted in. Yeah. Very much so. Okay. Much all right. So. Ted, She-Hulk. I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, Recommend I, uh, it. My yeah. favorite Marvel show. No, I'm. Uh, I, I am so behind on all of the all of the Marvel TV shows. Well, I imagine after this weekend you're going to be pretty tired. You need to rest up a bit. Have a few nights in, binge She-Hulk. No, I, I finally see. Unlike my brother, I actually do prep work for this. Show. <laughs> oh, so I that's like us. I, I do the work time. for this show, and I just and show up and shows enjoy up myself. for the glory yeah. and the interviews. Oh yep. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I feel you. All right, all right. Um, we're gonna as we. I know you're all so busy, but let's 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 look to the future. Baltimore Comic Con 2024. 2023. 2023. Not too far into 2023. the 2023. And again, not to break news, but if you if we were ha- when we're when we're having this conversation next year, what big piece of movie or pop culture news or event or thing will have become a sensation that we'll be talking about? Uh, September 8th through 9th. Sorry, 8th through 10th. Excuse me. September 8th through 10th. For those of you who don't know, so make sure to come out, and we absolutely will be having this conversation. Uh, and I think the biggest piece of pop culture news that we will be able to talk about then will be how good of an actor. What what is what is the guy's name who plays Kang? Oh, Majors. Oh, oh my, my God. God, incredible. Good. Can Consumania? we? I mean, we, we we could talk about that for for the whole twenty minute segment next. Week. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right because, you know, um, La. Uh, What's it called? Country. Uh, Lovecraft Country, right? He's obviously amazing in that. Yep. He's in that little bit of the end of Loki, which might was the best part of Loki. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. But I don't think people... And also, Kang is such an interesting... Like, mm-hmm. this guy is going to blow people away. I, I think we're looking at potentially as compelling a villain as either Thanos or, if we've agreed many times, David Tennant as uh, the Purple Man is, the I think, oh. one of the other... Mo- I think Majors will be... Yeah. I agree with you. Majors will be there. That's one. Yeah. I think they should have done more with Tenant and Purple Man. Oh yeah. I hate that Jessica Jones stopped there. Uh, and my one theory for the future, next year this time, is I think we're going to see a little bit more of an inkling towards the Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. Who are the Midnight Suns? I think I have that right. I could be getting it wrong, but it's a team of people doing. Uh, Multiple multiple versions of Ghost Rider. Oh uh, wow, that would be amazing. From Werewolf by Night is a lot of this. Oh, so this sort of supernatural side of Marvel. Yeah, it's the darker yeah. supernatural side where Blade is in it. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they could do it, but Morpheus is usually on the team. Ooh. Uh, that's my theory. Is other that that's that pretty. Way. That's pretty. I love that. I love that. I love yeah, that. That's a hot take. I love the. Um, the that is. I love the occult the, side of Marvel. Yeah. That's very cool. Just the whole beginning of. Werewolf by Night, they very much alluded to it, and I am excited for that. I, I gotta watch that. I'm excited for Blade, too. All right, Frankie, take I, us home. I think next year we're gonna be talking about the 14th Doctor. 
Oh, the new Doctor Who. I love it. All right. Such awesome takes. This is great. And what, what, who do they have? They haven't announced the 14th Doctor. It just confirmed as, uh, I forget his, last, his first name. His last name's Gatwa. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, no. He's the uh, younger black fellow from Sex Ed show. Oh, yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Yeah, he's gonna. That's be great. a brilliant yeah. casting I can't choice. Remember his name. That's oh. amazing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. amazing. Russell Davies is back writing. Uh, um, that was the best part. All right, Ted, because you're 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 the, the as the head of the volunteer force, as our as our senior representative of Baltimore Comic Con, leave us with some parting words as we're as we're in our closing moments of our interview here. Well, I uh, I mean, thank you guys so much for coming out. I'm so glad that you you've enjoyed the show. Thank you for all the kind words uh, that you, you've said as well. Uh, and I, I think from I, I can say from from the staff side, we've had such a fantastic show, uh, and so we're we're mirroring all of the positive feelings that, that you guys are feeling. I've only heard great things from our celebrities, from our attendees, from from everybody who's walked through that door, uh, vendor attendee. So. Really, really great show this year, uh, and I'm really excited for next and, year, September and, 8th through 10th. And thank you to you and to Chris and to uh, Jackson and Frankie and everybody on the team for all the work you've done to make this such an incredible um, incredible weekend, an incredible con. Thank, we thank, thank you, you for coming out. Group thank you so much. Transition Groove of the Comic-Con. Here we are, Friday Night Movie family, and we have with us one of the original, I would say not even just one of the original members of the Friday Night Movie family, but one of Friday Night Movie family's, like, real podcast siblings. Yes. I would say Mm -hmm. a podcaster I've learned a lot from, one of the hosts and creators of the legendary DMV region podcast, the Take Two podcast, the great Brian Stever. Learning from and here's what not to do. <laughs> the exact opposite is exactly what you do. Um, we are so, so great to see you. This is this is like sitting down with one of. I mean, this is one yeah. of the family. This could go anywhere. Um, so let's just. We're, 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 I'm going to get to all the exciting things that are happening in your life, but I just want to situate us because you're one of the more knowledgeable pop culture people. People should follow you on Twitter because you have great takes on a lot of different things. What's the best thing you've watched recently, or the best couple things you've watched recently? Ooh, all right, reboot on Hulu. Oh yeah, recommended. Very good. I loved it. It's sneaky good. Like the first. It's sneaky good. I was like, am I far or close? You tell me. You're a little far. I'm sorry. Hey, this is when we have the pros, we got to hold them to that standard. Sorry, yeah. Um, It was sneaky good. Like you see Johnny Knoxville and. What's his name? The kid. I'm trying to. Callum. I can't think of his name. Oh, the kid who plays the kid? I don't know. Yeah. Callum something. But he was on um, Austin and Alley back in the day. I was like, oh, that's a kid from the Disney show, Austin and Alley, that my daughter used to love. Um, But just the the casting of it, it's like, all right, Judy Greer, I get it. Keegan Michael Key, all right, is this going to work? And then you get two apps in, and you're just like, this absolutely works. Everyone's just owning their absolute role, and it was like sneaky fun. Not only was that, is that another meta show about Hollywood? Right. There, there's a big question as to whether or not we need another meta show about Hollywood. And this one nails it. Mm-hmm. There's the, the father-daughter relationship, as a father with daughters, um, I'm sure you can relate, is, is fantastic. And 
Uh, it's a show that my wife, like, every few minutes while we're watching it, Allie would say, this show's great. I love this. This is so funny. I can't wait to watch another episode. It's always a relief mm -hmm. when your partner is enjoying what you're watching and wants to watch it more. Oh, yeah. But for us, and you haven't seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend really yet. You've only seen the beginning of it. Oops, sorry, I accidentally right. muted your microphone. I'm not the only professional messing up with the microphones right now, folks. I, I muted the wrong microphone. I have seen a handful of episodes. I know the show, but I haven't watched all five seasons yet. No. Well, and Rachel Bloom, but I'm a very big a genius. Ra but I'm a very big Rachel Bloom fan, yeah. even she, though I haven't seen every episode yet of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She, she's an absolute genius. Okay, so reboot, sneaky good. Well, yeah, what else you got good, for us? And I love it. Um, I love the writer's room stuff. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, love yeah. that they actually get into that writer's room and breaking things down. That's probably my favorite part. And I try and tell my dad, who's a writer, like, you should be watching this for that long. <laughs> like that. This show does some of the best intergenerational humor I've seen ever. The different, the the, the, the Gen Z, the millennial slash X, and then the boomers all learning from each other, but also going at each other was sure. beautiful. And the writer's room was where that yep. really came together. And that's amazing. Now, for the record, folks, um, Shy is a better father than Paul Reiser is. <laughs> yes, I am a better I am a better. I'm a better. I will um, go out on a limb and put that you're a better dad. Yeah, Paul Reiser's character is. It's. I mean, I, I think it's really beautifully. It's really beautifully well done. Uh, all right, what else you got? I, it's, I miss. I miss you all. Had you know your old. You know your take too. I, I want to hear yeah. your take too. Uh, let's see. She Hulk. I'm in the minority. I liked it. No, what? no I think no, there's we, a silent no, majority. No. Is there we a silent love it. We're in it Everyone then. we talked to loves it, and really? we loved it absolutely. Uh, there was one person out of all the guests we've talked to this weekend that genuinely didn't like it, which and and had a founded reason as to why they didn't okay. like it. It wasn't. But first of all, universal acclaim for Tatiana Maslany. 100. percent Yes. The, you know, and then people did like it. People really enjoyed it. People had a lot of fun. I watched it with my whole family. It was appointment TV for us. Sure. Marvel knows better, unlike Star Wars, which gets like rattled now and like flips everything around. Mm -hmm. Marvel knows to invest and stay the course. And I think Kevin, although he poked great fun at himself, sure. I think he's got a plan. And I don't think you just blow the Tatiana Maslany, uh, Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, Jennifer Walters chemistry, right? Like when they do it, oh, when yeah. they put it in the algorithm lab, like everything <laughs> is through the roof at that part. Yeah. Like who needs to see depressing WandaVision when you could watch those two fighting crime together? Or Daredevil doing the walk of shame. I was like, I never <laughs> thought I needed to see walking barefoot on the sidewalk. I was like, that was, freaking, that was great. The, my only complaint was like, when it ended, it went so meta, and they made Kevin themselves, and it was so great. I just wanted, like, more. Like, give me one more scene it, where yeah. she switches it all up and says, no, we're not ending this way. Let's end it this way. Like the like, like, like Wayne's World, like the, yeah. second, like the yeah. second ending. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, they undercut it a little. I enjoyed it, but they undercut her, I think, a little bit mm -hmm. with people who were going to be critics. Not for me, because I enjoyed it, but they undercut, mm -hmm. they undercut the, they undercut a little bit, but just bring it back, keep working on it, keep, keep giving it to us. It's, it's so, it's so good. I also think Charlie Cox is an amazing daredevil. Did you ever watch the show back? No, but I, I'm somewhat interested. I'm interested it, in seeing more of him. Okay. So, you know, what, when, um, 
That was the or- the we orchestra. Just- that was another. That was that was the podcast hand signal moment. Yeah. That was that was Chris Miskevich, uh, Ringo nominated, multi Ringo nominated uh, oh. author. Wow. Uh, uh, also former actor and now fam- Friday Night Movie family member cool. coming by for his. He's been he's you know he and Vincent Kings who won last night. Vincent Kings won. Uh, they have they 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 have they're very busy but they're going to give us some time later so we're very With that, so two Wayne's World references that was the three <laughs> two yeah we were counting it in yeah um, am I on camera right now yeah yeah, yeah you're on yeah. yeah. Looking, like, looking, looking buff. Flex the section up. Okay, oh sorry, yeah, just in case. The, all right, we got some. We got some sorry. dancing pectorals. That was people. for shy. That's our that next. Man. No, that's, that's gonna. I'm just gonna put that. You're a married woman. That okay, gif that up. Your, your that, that gif's gonna be Listen, the. That was for the fans, <laughs> Brian. That was for the fans. Um, so, Daredevil the show is good, but it. My critique of that show, while he is amazing. It lacks any of the charm and humor of everything else from Marvel. It is like a downer. I kind of want you to not watch previous Daredevil. No, no, no. And what give I, us your take on this Daredevil. What, what, I think, what I think is I want more Daredevil, but in the She-Hulk world. Like, sure. I don't I don't know that I need to go back and watch it. Although, yeah. we do have a, a friend at the Comic-Con here who's been, who's come and recorded some bits with us, Christian, and I do have to shout out to him because he has, he really loves Daredevil and, on the and show. And he does a great and he does, explanation. And, and he does recommend it. So, I'm not writing it off because I trust his judgment and maybe I'll watch a few episodes, but my point is that regardless of past Daredevils, the, the, the one I was exposed to in She-Hulk adored. <laughs> I adored it, and it made me so happy. Yeah. So. Have you guys watched Bros? Yes. Becky saw Bros. I saw in Bros. the theater with my wife while I had the I had influenza, like actual influenza A. I got You're a flu shot And your this wife year. was so mad you wouldn't come to the movies with us. Because <laughs> she doesn't believe in people being sick. She doesn't believe yeah. I was sick. Influenza. That's still a I had a I test. We got rid of that. I had a test from the doctor. It. I had it. It was real. Yeah, I you, even got a flu shot. They you just like went to Target or something I, and did a flu test. I think they just blew the the flu shot this year because I know a lot of people who got it. It's just this year, they didn't get it. But anyway, you were saying, bros. You you were saying, bros. I was just wondering. I I just watched it the other night. I think I went in too high. Oh. Because a lot of people were raving. Um, I thought the the script was fantastic. I thought it was well written. It was very smart. I was very into the relationship, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I was like, "How are, they have to rom com it? They have to mess up the relationship. How are they going to do this type thing?" Um, it wasn't. I guess I wasn't as laughing as much as I thought I was going to because I find Billy Eichner very funny, and I, I thought the comedy could have been a little more, but that might have been my fault for going in so high. Well, I also think we're not used to see, seeing Billy Eichner play a relatively regular mm-hmm. person. Right, he's we're usually to, yelling. He's yeah, usually yeah. yelling, or what he does are the very melodramatic, and so seeing him just be the romantic lead in a movie, we're like, oh, this is yeah. an adjustment, but I agree. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was just a great rom-com. You know, like, just sure. like a great you're yes. going to go to the movies. You want to go see something fun. You're going to put something fun on. He did a great job. Um, yeah, for sure. Certain parts could have been funnier or tighter. Sure. As all movies, you know, could be tweaked here and there. It was, yeah. it was a good look. And, yeah. and I love, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to have to watch it at home. But I love Billy Eichner. I think he is hilarious. I've and exposed my kids to way too much Billy on the street when they were very young. <laughs> but I think he's brilliant. 
Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, certainly has its imperfections. Yeah. But overall, I'd say this is a fun movie. It's worth a rent. Interesting look into just gay culture, gay lifestyle. Yeah. Um, like, I, some parts I was like, wait, are they being stereotypical making fun of? Or no, there's just a lot of freeness with relationships and openness. And, I, it must be a little right. bit of both. Like, yeah. taking it to, um, you know, it, there, it, there must be a little bit of both. And, and, the, and the nuances in there, not everyone is going to get. But sure. then other people will really get. And, so. and I think that's when, when you're doing anything that is about, when we're watching a movie about a Jewish family or you're watching something really specific about a profession, there's going to be a level of this is the way it really is but none of these are also documentaries because they're movies, right? True. And so th so they're going to be various heightened things. Um, yeah, so no, haven't seen that, but that's another one you've been watching. What three, else? Three high recommends for me. Okay, that's great. three high recommends. Well, that's three. great. Uh, All, I'm, now you're a I'm sorry, that's three buys. Three buys three in buys. the parlance of Friday Night yes. Movie. Now, you being a host, do you want to interview us at all? you want to ask us any questions? Wait, I, when am I going to get to ask my, qu my oh, question? Oh, ask your yeah, questions. Oh, Go ahead. Please. Brian. Yes, ma'am. I follow you on Instagram. Everyone I, should. I, everyone Super 14. At, everyone yeah. should follow at Brian Super 14 on Instagram. I I love what you put up. Always the cutest little TikToks with your wife or kids. You're always having a lot of fun. And there was a period of time where you were sharing photos from the set of a movie. What? That you were acting Those in. Those leaked? And they you leaked. are, and we know you're an actor. Yeah. By, in yeah. Yeah, you're an actor, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah. in the pre-show, you made this throwaway comment, like, "Yeah, you know, I wanted to get back into acting, feel the creative juices flowing." I'm like, "Okay, sure." A lot of people want to get into or get back into acting, sure. but you don't then just go be in a movie. <laughs> Is it that easy? Do I just go, oh, I'm just going to go be in a movie, Brian? We, what, yes. Where, fill in the blanks for me. We're going to start with nepotism <laughs> and then filter it in with our own talent at some point. Okay. Uh, so my father is a writer, has been for a while. He got a deal with Hallmark, booked a script through them. Wow. Very interesting stuff there, regulations and restrictions for writing a script for them. I believe it. Mm. You two could do one right now, obviously. <laughs> right. We've all seen those rom-coms, right? But they're very... Uh -huh. Poignant, this is what has to be written, etc. Uh, sells it to them, having it made. He tells the director, he hires this brilliant director, Brittany Goodwin, to direct and says, my, You know, my son does this part time and sends my reel to her. And she writes back, Cool, this part is what I was thinking. My dad said, That's the part I was thinking. Great. <laughs> so then I get to be in my dad's movie. That's awesome. That's amazing. Down there on set for four days is in Kentucky. It was a blast. Um, it was a little awkward because my mom decided to join in, and she was there every minute of the day. She was like craft oh service. Yeah. And she went straight, I'm involved. Was it weird when she watched your love scene? <laughs> it was a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I was like, we're doing this in one take, and that's it. Um, she was the intimacy coordinator. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. So this is what happens when you get adopted by family on a phenomenal <laughs> pop. We can talk about that. So, but then we're finishing up, and one, one after I wrap, we're having beverages that evening. Everyone's hanging out. Everyone's great. Actors, directors, everyone top to bottom. And Brittany says, I have another project coming up, and we filmed this all in Kentucky. I have another project coming up. I have a part that I think I like you for. Would you mind submitting for it? And I was like, 100. And she said, what have you done in the past? And I went through, you know, all my stuff, House of Cards, obviously, Super Bowl commercial. All that stuff. Whoa, just, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa. The single greatest Royal Farms commercial <laughs> of the all zombie. time. The yeah. zombie coffee. Yeah. 
with Justin Tucker. My favorite. Almost got divorced because of that commercial. Oh, okay. My wife's favorite football player of all time, Justin Tucker. (laughs) Who speaks volumes about my wife as a Ravens fan that the kicker is her favorite. But either way, she was mad I hung out with him for a day. Um, so then, yeah, so then I wound up submitting a self-tape to there and through their casting director. So then booked another one. She's like, it films in Maryland. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, I was like, I live in Maryland. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was a I full... love how they asked if it's okay to go. What's going on? People are afraid to go to Maryland. Filming in Maryland. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was it. She's <laughs> like, you guys have crabs, right? Lots. <laughs> That's it. Um, so then, yeah, so I wound up booking that one off of that. And that Can was you say what the week. names of these films are? Yeah, yeah, Prescription for Love is the Hallmark one. Ah, it is a great name. We're waiting. It's waiting right now to see how bought it is. Okay. Because Hallmark has its catalog, Mm -hmm. but then it has its featured, and they're really big on it. They're really hoping that it gets the featured. If it gets the featured, that's a big deal. That's exciting. Uh, This next one. My wife will watch it. She watches all of them. I can't wait. Loves them. Um, I will clue you as to when, but then don't tell her. Like, you know why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll just be like, we should watch this one. I hear it's good. Yeah. And since she doesn't listen to this podcast, we'll not have a heads up. She has no interest in this show. She listens (laughs) to another pop culture podcast, though. She always tells me, hey, have you heard of this show? You know, (laughs) yes, I just talked about it on my show. Honey, you should really rate and review this other pod. (laughs) (laughs) I was texting with the hosts of this show. (laughs) I said... (laughs) So, yeah, so then the other one, um, it's called Little Heroes. It's from a faith-based company. Uh, that does a lot of these, but this one they actually got some backing for, and the producer has a connection through Netflix, who owes him one. He told us while we were mm-hmm. so he's going to shop it to them. He has a better connection with Hulu. Most likely, it'll land on Pure Flix, which is off Broadway for Netflix. Okay, right, got it. Um, but we'll find out. That one should be summertime. Prescription for Love should be springtime. So Prescription for Love, I'm guessing there's a doctor or a, a two pharmacist. Doctors. Two oh. doctors. Okay. I was hoping it was a pharmacist. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this one. So big city doctor left her small town. She comes oh. back to said small town to visit her family and okay. runs into That's... the one doctor of the small town, this dreamy, handsome fellow. Oh, and then love it. Fall in love. And then what will she do? Will she come back home to her small town? I don't know. I have chills. Or, go have... Back, or stay in the big city? It's a good time to remind people that Heart of Dixie starring Rachel Bilson and Scott Porter <laughs> is a masterpiece. <laughs> Rachel Bilson used to be my number one. That's shy. I, I, but my crushes are not like, it's not like the list. I just, I, yeah, I just have had a crush on her forever. I just feel like we'd get along really well. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. She was my number one, and then she married Anakin Skywalker, and I was out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think she's, she's got, she, they're not married they're anymore, not married. but I think she's either, she's got, she's with somebody else I see on the Instagram. Not that I pay attention <laughs> yeah. to We're speaking Rachel like Bilson's relationship status. <laughs> Um, what the wow! So that, what is the what is the plot? Caboose's life. Sorry. What, what is the plot of Little Heroes? Oh, Little Heroes. So the reason they're big on it, it is a very Stranger Things. Tell me if you need me to stop. No, no, um, no. They have it's all kids, uh, fully based, and I play the dad of one of the kids is really smart, and they are Stranger Things esque group, uh, or I actually liken it more to it. Bring them in. Um, very cool. Stranger Things esque. Yeah. So that vibe, which is working right now, and then they, uh, the kids find out something is amiss with the factory that runs the town. So it's a small town. All the jobs are through the factory. Well, the main character, this kid, he figures out that they're doing bad stuff. Got so it. now the dad has to figure out: Do I believe my son? Do I go for now, my job? Now, now, excuse my naivete. Sure. 
haven't seen many faith-based films, hmm. uh, like from that actual genre, as opposed to there are movies that have God and religion sure. and people with religion. Does 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 faith-based mean the characters are of faith, or it do miracles and those such things happen? in the movie, like the magic as opposed to being from the multiverse or from the magic, it's more um, biblical. Uh, so this one is more, I, I misspoke earlier, it's a faith-based company oh, okay. uh, running this one. The studio is faith-based. This one, uh, the most faith-based is just it's a very kid-friendly ah. Got it. Language. Okay, so family-friendly, yes. like, family. got it. Okay, you could show it to your, okay. like, at a sleepover for your kids' Sunday sure. school mm-hmm. or whatever, but there isn't any particular theological component. One scene of me walking on water. <laughs> okay. Okay. Other than that. Other than that. Outside of there, we're good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we before we go on out with the great Brian Stieber, you are Sorry. one of the, you know, you're one of the podcast. I would say, I, like, anchors of this region. I, I would just love to hand the mic to you and just interview us for a couple interview minutes. Interview you guys. Yeah. Just you know. I know everything. Whatever. No, but I mean, no. But you know, movies, television. Like, what do you want to know? Um. Okay. Let's see. Where's Where's the third wheel? She's in. She's in. Spain in the okay. Canary Islands. She's on her island. I see. Living, She's on her island. Living life. I see. She loves you though. She always she always calls you Bri. Oh, Whenever okay. we reference Bri. you, she's I'll gonna be very it. jealous. Was that on camera? I hope. When I mentioned the third wheel, both of them kinda <laughs> Yes, I know sibling adjusted there. Okay. All right, fabulous. Um, what is our end game? What are we thinking with Friday Night Movie Pod? Because I say that from someone who just ended a six year run on a show. There are ups, there are downs in podcasting. And overall, I find it phenomenal. Have there ever been conversations? What is our end game? What are we thinking? Because you guys are huge. Absolutely huge. Huge. Look huge. At this. Look at this booth we're sitting in here. You have a QR code. We have. We do. I got to tell you about a new tattoo idea uh, when we're done. Okay. About a QR code. That's amazing. Yes. Um, the end game. That's a, wow, that's a deep question. You know, we. I, as the, I would say I was the, 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 the initiator. And, and I, you do all the work. And I do all the work. I see no end in sight. There's no reason to. Because to me, th- this will go up and down in its popularity. And it will go up and down in how much uh, money or time we can put into it. But the thing that we do this for, the mission behind it, is the labor of love of us getting together and doing the show. We love bringing people into the family. But this has become like part of getting together for Friday night dinner in our family. And so, you know, will there be years where we come to Comic-Cons and do a big spread like this? Yeah, I hope to do that. I, maybe we'll do it, one, you know, if we can do it once a year. Maybe years we'll do it, maybe we'll do it more. But I think what the other thing is, is that Friday Night Movie, in a lot of ways, is just the beginning. It's like the, it's the, it's the cookie in the Twix bar. It's the foundation. Of Shy and Becky and Lily creating together. And I so, would like a Twix bar now. Yeah, and so... <laughs> and so Tomorrow night, the kids will so, get your bunch. Yeah. And so I think that, like, Friday Night Movie has helped us develop this language of creative communication and helped us, you know, engage on topics that are really important to us. And so it'll always be there. It's just, like, how big the things on top of it or around it or adjacent to it goes but and and to your point ending a six-year run congratulations on a six-year oh, thank run. you because we're on five years this is around our fifth anniversary you know 300 plus episodes you guys did way more you because you pull, 682 you, yeah 682 multiple spotlight and multiple spotlights mm-hmm. and spinoffs and, and all of that um it's an insane amount of work just to do one hour a week and so yeah. consistency i always tell people if you're going to get into doing podcasts 
decide what you're promising your audience. Because if you promise them once a week, you that's happening. So pure comedy right now, after that brilliant, brilliant, yeah. uh, what you just said, is if she just put in her two weeks right now. Yeah. Like, I By was, the way. In my head, I was like, <laughs> well, it's a good thing you bring that up, because we have talked a lot about the direction of the podcast. Uh-huh. Becky's uh, always hinting at, like, to, could could you could you dial it back? A, like, so how much if, are we, we going to record? Let's just refine what we're doing here. What do we cover? No, um, I agree with Shai that I, I, ultimately it is about the three of us getting together once a week and just having a conversation, and that's something that's easy to maintain, especially because, again, I don't really, prep and I don't edit and I don't do the the show notes and I don't post it and I don't tag things so it's very easy so for me it's not really a big re- deal to recently, turn up for one recently hour our parents went to Lily and said you know is, is the podcast becoming a burden my response was, do they know how much or how little you do for this? <laughs> I, I would say the next level would be to get Shy an assistant. That, that, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. I think that we're going to have to consider that. It still point. loses and an enormous so, amount of money. I was going to say, but if our philosophy is, you know, it's about the three of us getting together once a week and you have to spend money to lose money, there's no... Yeah, I mean, right. This isn't, we're, we're very lucky. We have day jobs that help us afford to have such an incredible I don't call it a hobby because I think we do it pretty professionally a professional hobby look at this but but it's it's um but but we are we are fortunate in that we have structured our lives that the the pressure that associated with this show is getting it done and doing it and not other things it's yeah it's how we have fun you have to wrap you have better people coming but I will say to your money my only thought there I hang out with my siblings. We'll go to a pub. I'll spend 40 bucks on drinks. Mm-hmm. You're spending money to hang out with your sibling. It's, Same deal. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. exactly. This don't. is way cheaper than going to Disney World, and our kids are not here. <laughs> Both of us. Okay, so we get this, like, two-room hotel room in, in, in a n- not fancy it's hotel. But it's like nice. a little apartment. And we've each slept 10 hours a night. I'm jet Two nights lagged. in a row. I'm jet lagged uh, from the amount of sleep I've Went to bed at 10 o'clock, woke up at 8. This is why you look amazing. Yeah, we right feel you, this, has been, but, this is but, basically but like going to a spa where I get to buy comic books. And, and because I know uh, my I wife is not mind. listening to this show, there's no way she's going to know how much we rested. Uh, We're going to back and be like, we worked so hard. But next time, could we podcast from a spa? Is that an option? I don't do think that was. I don't think that's. I don't think that'll we get keep our the ambient salt noise behind. We just, <laughs> well, yeah. Brian Stever, one of our favorites Thank of all time. So people can follow. I'll out. say where people can follow you, which is at Brian Stever fourteen on Instagram. Is that the same on Twitter? Same Twitter. Same uh, Twitter's just Brian Stever. And oh. then TikTok, all the rage these days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brian Super 14 as well. Okay, so follow Brian. Great recommendations. Incredible taste in movies, television, pop culture. And podcasts. And podcasts. I have incredible taste in podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for being here and for That's always amazing. being a member of the family. I love you both. Legit. Oh, love you too. Love, love you. you. Gotta do the love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Here we are back at Baltimore Comic Con. Our dear friend Christian is back in Chris. Chris, sorry. <laughs> there's a Christian. There's a Chris. Chris is back in full Morpheus makeup. Yeah. Morpheus on TikTok. 
Check it out, um, which is awesome. And you're Morpheus as a wrestler, which is great. You've got legit replica, WWE John Cena era and WWE Attitude era World tag title. team title. Amazing. All right. They actually uh, just released a, a legacy belt for the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane. Oh. Like the strap is half Kane, half Undertaker. That's cool. I, I love both of those characters a lot. I don't, I don't know them all personally, but I love both those yeah. characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk Walking Dead for a couple minutes here because you are an expert. I know nothing, but I guess I know a little bit more than I should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my first question is Negan, okay? I always thought if you're putting Jeremy, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, one of my favorites, in a film, in a show, in a movie, whatever, I want to see him eventually be a good guy, especially when he's got that cool oh, baseball yeah. bat. And my gut always told me, as horrible a villain as they were going to make him, that he had to have a face turn. And you're telling me he's had a face turn? Yeah. Uh, after they, you know, put him in a cell when Rick is still on the show, uh, and then there's like a seven-year time jump, uh, he went out of his way in the middle of a snowstorm to save Judith, which is Rick's daughter. And I, I feel like from that point, with me at least, he's, you know... Redemption arc. Yeah. Redemption arc. Now, do you think he makes it to the end, or do you think he oh, yeah. goes out yeah. in a hail of... Uh... If he doesn't make it to the end, he, he goes out in a blaze of glory fighting. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. And now the other thing that we got coming up is a Daryl spinoff, correct? Yes. All right. So tell me a little bit about Daryl. I know Norman Reedus is a cool actor, um, but I'm... was he always supposed to be an important character, or is he no, like... No, Daryl's not even in the comics. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love uh, that. Norman originally auditioned to play Merle, but he didn't want to play a racist redneck dick. Uh, so they're like, all right, we'll, we'll get back to you to see if we can come up with something. And lo and behold, Daryl was made. Oh wow, that's cool. And he's pretty badass. Is that like generally part of his character? Yes. All right. So what do you what do you what are you excited most for for his for his um, um, spinoff? I'm not sure what to expect with it. Uh, I just know like from the start, like he was always kind of the loner of the group, and then as time went on, he started making his way as part of the group. You know. Are there still zombies in the show? I get the sense oh, yeah. that, like most great zombie shows, the humanity is the bad There's part. There's actually a variant that's just starting to show. Uh, they've Aaron talks about it. He's like he's heard of them, but he's never actually seen one up close. Uh, they're holed up in a like a Ren Fair location, and they're trying to stay safe. Him, Jerry, uh, Lydia, and some other dude. And Jerry sees the knob on the door starting to turn. And they're like, oh, no, it's a whisperer, which a whisperer was one of the people that would skin the walkers. Oh, my God. Wear the faces as a mask, like a full mask so they can blend in. Um, but it's not one of them. Oh, wow. Uh, the walkers are starting to, like, open doors and climb up shit. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so they're evolving. Yeah. Great. I'm very anxious about this future that's ahead of us. All right. So we're, we're in the waning hours of Baltimore Comic-Con, and uh, I'd love to know what was your biggest highlight here? Uh, just making new friends. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's a great community, right? Like, like you said earlier, like, uh, this is my second time. Well, today, 
the other day. But your second sec year. Yeah, my second year seeing you and your sister and getting to talk and chill with you guys here and there, you know? Oh, well, it means so much to us. And thank you so much, Chris, for being part of the show. Thank you for bringing Morpheus to the yeah. show today. It was either this or I was going to wear a Corey Taylor mask uh, uh, with oh, the dreads. Okay, I like this. This is awesome. And Thanks. it was great talking a little Walking Dead. Lily, our sister in Spain, is really going to appreciate that. I, I hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, man. All right, here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con. I screwed that up. I got to start that again. <laughs> okay. I ended it too early. Baltimore Comic-Con Day 3. We have two awesome guests. Two guests who, like, I just feel the gravitational pull of Friday Night Movie bringing you into yeah, the family. Absolutely. We have with us here Afra. Afra, welcome. Afra, Hi. Afra's a singer. Hi. And probably an expert in pop culture because I, I just can feel it. You're going to give us so much great insight. And then we've got Kyle, a podcaster himself. Yes. And absolutely. Kyle, tell us a little bit about your show. So my podcast actually is uh, called Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Okay. Uh, it is a podcast with myself and my cousin. We uh, basically talk about dating from a single man's perspective. Oh, boy. We have women <laughs> women come on okay. and balance out the conversation. And give advice, I hope. Uh -huh. Advice, experiences, okay. uh, dating, motherhood, all of the, all of the above. Okay, that's um, great. We actually been going for five years. Oh, that's awesome. All yeah, right, so five congratulations years. Congratulations five years. It's hard, right? Yes, it is. Five years every week? Consistency I mean, is hard. Consistency. The thing about podcasting, yes. it's all about are you going to show up when you told your audience you're going to show yes. up? Yes. <laughs> yes. If you were slated for 830, you need to be there at 831. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, Afra, this kind of like, kind of, <laughs> kind of like in The Little Mermaid, you, I heard your voice, like the call of the voice in The Little Mermaid. You have you have a pretty beautiful voice. Oh, real, thank you. Thank you. I, so I'm really excited because, so this is my first ever comic convention of any type. Oh, wow. I came out just to support a friend that I hadn't seen in forever that lives in Florida. So I'm like, Baltimore is closer than Florida. So I'll yeah. You know, but this is cool. And then I didn't know Jody Benson, the original Ariel voice. The original Little Mermaid. Mm. And so I was telling, you know, I was telling our friends here, y'all, that um, I was, I did go up and speak. I didn't come with 60 or $100 to do like a selfie autograph situation, but she was very nice. And then I was like, would I be a complete weirdo if I just started singing A Whole New World? I mean, sorry, not A Whole New World. That's a different. That's a, it's, it's okay. <laughs> that's another it's a very, that's yeah. the That's the Disney Renaissance, though. It all came at us really fast. Part of that world. Part of your world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you, I mean, would you would you be willing to give us? I, I, I'm sure the Disney executives will not. Yes. To cancel my podcast if we get a little bit of live. This is my commentary for your. This is my commentary on. Yeah. Part of your role. Yes. Pull up in your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along on those. What do they call those dance? Feet. <laughs> the part everyone likes is um, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they play all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. Oh my, oh my goodness! Yes, right? Yes, 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 you're, like up. my heart is full. Oh, that is amazing. Thank you. That is so, amazing. 
Where does your singing background talent, is it just natural or you practice or you are a mermaid? I am, a, oh my God, who told you? Shh, I am a black mermaid. <laughs> before before um, Chloe was cast, like before, I mean, sorry, before Halle Bailey was cast. Listen, you know, you gotta keep up. Before Halle Bailey was cast, I was always a black mermaid. I'm always in the water. Um, I've had red hair sometimes and I've been singing. So since the Little Mermaid came out, my dad bought me the, like the tape or whatever when I was a little girl and I just fell in love with the song and the movie all like so I ran it over and over and so I always wanted to be a Disney like I wanted to sing the Disney princess um like do the voice sing and then do the song on the soundtrack in the regular voice but um my song my singing is natural um and I do rehearse sometimes I guess and I do and I do perform as well okay well you know I have been and maybe you've seen this before at Kyle and Cons I've seen this at Comic Cons before where someone will do a Disney princess cosplay. So you could do your area. Okay. And then what they'll do is they'll do a, a session, like a panel for families yeah. that's a Disney princess sing-along. And so they play the music at like a lower or karaoke level, and then everybody sings, but there's usually a few beautiful singers in the group, so you can go out and you can just belt it. And I promise you... If you do that for my kids, they will think you. They will think you're Ariel for the end of time. They won't. They will think. They will be like that was the real Ariel, and that'll That's, be that. Um, that. I'm gonna like. I'm basically going to. So just, that. and you're from the DMV region. Where are you from? I'm from Brook. I'm from Brooklyn originally. Oh, New but York. I, but I'm half Washingtonian. I live in DC. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're from Brooklyn. I my dad. My, time, but my dad's born in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. But but you have to. But like for Awesome Con, right? You got come down for Awesome Con as a Disney princess. Where's that? Awesome Con's in DC. That's like oh. that's like Baltimore and and, and, and Awesome Con are kind of like the two biggest ones that okay. I go oh, to in okay. the region. And Awesome Con is a little more focused. Well, it has all this stuff, but it has a little more on the movies and the television and stuff like that. But the cosplayers there are great the way they are here. But you just walk around and if you just like, I mean, a kid saw you and you sang a little bit for them, you would you would literally lift kids off the ground. It would be incredible. I used now, your voice is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I'm like, I'm basically like now, okay, now I need to come to Comic-Cons and basically become some type of voiceover star because that's, because that's one of my dreams. Oh, yeah. But but I used to do for the kids, my friends, like with their kids, um, I still do it. I'll call as Elmo. Uh, Call as Elmo. Oh, well. Elmo loves you. Yeah. That's wild. That's really dope. That's really amazing. Okay, Kyle. What's up? Hi. You're a relationship expert. <laughs> Some may say. Okay. Single guy. I haven't been a single guy since 2005. Thank you. I must star. not be that much of an expert if I'm single, though, you know? Wait, wait, <laughs> crazy, <right? laughs> That's crazy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, but I was, I was single before. Or, I mean, so I got, my wife and I got together right when J-Date, Jew, we're Jews, when J-Date was coming on, right? I did hear about that. So, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah so uh-huh. J-Date, right? So, but... But, like, we found each other before that, so we didn't even meet on J-Date, yeah. whereas a few of our friends met on J-Date. And so we mi- I missed all internet dating. I missed all the Tinder swindling. Good for you. I missed, You're so lucky. I missed, Good, exactly. Good I missed you, all bro. of that. We just met through one of my Jewish summer camp friends, okay. which is how my people have been doing it for, like, 50 years. Okay. <laughs> Good old-fashioned still works. Okay. Yeah. Um, in this day and age, it seems very complicated. What is your number one piece of advice for communication 
okay? <laughs> right, because we're talking about all these different, you know, things. But communication. Because in it, when I when I got my wife's number, I had met. I, oh, she's calling right now. <laughs> Love you, Al. Oh, you want to hear something funny here? Hey, Al. Hey, I'm, I'm, hold on, I'm just putting you in speaker. I'm taping the show right now with two amazing people, Afra and Kyle. Kyle does a relationship advice show, and I'm telling him about how I got your number. Aw. <laughs> That's very cute. Um, but I gotta go in a minute, but I love you and I miss you, and I'll see you later today. All right, just check your text when you're done, okay? Okay, sounds good. Oh, yeah. Love you. Bye bye. Uh-oh. It's serious, but it's not serious. Uh-oh. It's serious that you need to she, she doesn't. She doesn't listen to the show, so she'll oh, really? never hit it. No, she listens to other pop culture podcasts. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Um, but maybe that's the secret to staying together for 18 years. So what's your number? I gave you time. You I stalled for you. you Hopefully the gears you are... You the question, though. That's all. What's, <laughs> so if, if, today, if in my day, yeah. to communicate with my wife, I just begged my friend Debbie for her phone number <laughs> and then called her. Today... Oh, man. What would be your number one? Actually, that's not true. I had met her out at a bar. We sat next to each other. We yeah. chit-chatted. Um, after she left, I declared to everybody at the table that yeah. we had a moment and we were going to be together after yeah. we had just met. She claimed that. No, no. no I, oh, you claimed no, that. that. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. She, well, on our first that's date, she, she had no recollection she'd ever nah, that ever happened. <laughs> but I knew it. So... But but so but nowadays things are done differently. But what's your guiding principle for communication with someone that someone else wants to date? Um, I think I think approach approach is one. It's how you approach the situation. It's how you approach the woman. Um, and I think just overall, just trying to be yourself and not mask so much of yourself, because uh, with social media. You know, it's easy to present yourself as this way, but like behind closed doors, you could be like the most outgoing, outspoken person on, I guess, paper or on social media, but behind closed doors, you're like a freaking mess. And a yeah. lot of times, you know, yeah. people don't get the opportunity to really see the real you, your quirks, and, mm-hmm. you know, we call it the being weird, like, you know, doing weird stuff in the house or, or like watching anime or coming to Comic Cons and being doing cosplay, like stuff like this doesn't really get highlighted so it's like those conversations where you find out people like you find more common interest when you just expose yourself and just be, be so a little vulnerability vulner- yeah, vulnerability vulnerable. i think yeah. that's a beautiful thing afra now evaluate this guy does he is i'm gonna come on your podcast please okay. <laughs> I mean, not, not him personally but the advice is that you think that's good advice no i think i think it's great advice. honestly i've been like well I, do, I, I pop into my friend's podcast because I'm not consistent enough for me right now. You know, <laughs> so it's just like... I, well, when we I need, pop, podcasters need guests. So. Right, right. So it's just like, oh, Afra's here today. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here today, not, not every day. <laughs> um, but I would say it's great. It, it's actually great advice. I've been finding myself giving a lot of advice. So I, so I missed all the dating apps when I was, you know, t- when I was partnered for a very long time. And I did give this advice before, and now I'm single. You know, like, I'm still giving the advice to people. You, you ain't got no man. You know, like, listen, no, you know, some of us choose not. <laughs> you know, just because, you know, it's not, it's not that it's just terrible. But, you know, it's a lot of work, obviously, as you know. But I would say that's great advice because people don't, they're not authentic enough. Or people are just boring, honestly. Like, hi, like, dating apps. Hi, hey, how are you? Hey, beautiful. Uh, this, it's just like WID. What you doing? How? Like I'm just like, oh my god, please, any like anything else, random off the cuff questions. Like right. I'll ask you, hey, so do you like salt or sugar in your grits? 
uh, salt, please. Okay, salt thank you, because like if you say if you say sugar, sugar you I might be like, right, exactly. I'm like, okay, okay I'm okay. I'm like, <laughs> that's one red flag. One red flag. Sugar like, is cream of wheat only. Like, what are you doing? You? Yeah, okay. Butter, salt, and pepper is the grit. So in my right. cream, in, in my cream of wheat, or as we called it in my house cream growing up, Farina, I, I I put salt in it per the instructions at the beginning because you have to have. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't then like salt and like potatoes afterwards. No, 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 no. Then I'm very into cinnamon sugar. Okay, yeah. Respect. Some people are brown brown sugar, but I'm very much into brown sugars for my oatmeal. But I do cinnamon sugar. And when I was a kid, my mom would give me one sprinkle across the top. And then I'd I'd scrape that layer and I'd eat it up and then I'd have no more. As a grown-up, I just keep the cinnamon sugar right yeah, next, right next to, me, to me, and go. I put a new layer on <laughs> every time needed. I finish. Because you can do what you want. Exactly. <laughs> I am a well above forty man. I can do <laughs> this. Check you on that. <laughs> exactly. You, you can't have your sugar. Oh, I love talking about cream of wheat. <laughs> I've had real, lengthy conversations about cream of wheat and cereal and all of those things. My sister. Okay, this is the craziest thing. My 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 younger sister. She's terrified of cream of wheat. Terrified. <laughs> she hates. She's. She hates cream of wheat. She. So I. I, I hope one day we can do some sort of like you know like emergent therapy. <laughs> she. <laughs> so she thinks cream of wheat makes her sick. It does not. It's just that she was really sick one time, and then like I think my mom was home. Well, you gotta eat something, and so she ate the cream of wheat, and she barfed. Uh. And so since then she hates the cream of wheat, and so like she has two daughters now, and like even when they were kids, like you know my grandmother, you know so my grandmother's southern, so the great great. It's so savory. Cream of wheat, sugar, porridge, sugar. You, you know. Mm. Oatmeal, sugar, but but grits, you don't put sugar in. Absolutely. You know, and I love doing it with my grits, and I have no, I only, by the way, had grits as, like, in my 30s. So the first time I ever ate grits, I, I don't know, my mom, my mom loves them, and she's eating all the time, and we were at a restaurant together. My mom and I love breakfast. I mean, everyone in my family loves breakfast food, to be honest. We've eaten at many an IHOP, all, all of day. us, at midnight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I started eating grits a few years ago, and I love, I love like, got the smush of grits, and you make a little almost like a cove, and you and you mash the eggs in. Mm. I mash the eggs yes. in the grits. Yeah. yeah, you do the eggs. So I Cheese take my sausage egg. or the bacon and put it in. There. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I mean that's yeah, yeah. a given. You gotta I leave, do the, I leave the eggs on the plate. I like but I, I like I, my fried eggs, like my over easy eggs, yeah. and like mixing the yolk in. That's what you're doing there, okay? Yeah. All right, so we're talking about breakfast. Let's, we're at a comic con. Let Let's talk about what superheroes or or pop culture characters might have for breakfast. I'm gonna put someone out there, and you tell me what you think they'd be eating for breakfast. All right, you ready? You gotta think fast. Okay. All right, you need that mermaid speed. I do swim fast. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, but I'll, okay. All right. So for breakfast, uh, what do you think that? Let's see. Let's see. Got a Lakers. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's on the shirt. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, oh. fine. Yeah. Well, don't 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 judge by the Rick and Morty because no, I've no. never seen that episode. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's I just very, know this shirt was fire. Very, and I just wanted to get very it. cool, and it matches oh, the yeah, hat. All right. You. Oh, fine. This is even better because I don't watch Rick and Morty either, so cool. I can't even correct. I can't, <laughs> I can't even check this. What do we think Rick and Morty have for breakfast? What do you think Rick and Morty are having for breakfast? I think Rick and Morty are having. Judging by this shirt, uh, what, is this a family show? You can be explicit. Don't worry. Okay. I mean, yes, my family. There are a few kids that listen to we're it, but their parents let them hear f bombs. For a drink, we're looking at vodka and orange juice, <laughs> uh, eggs, eggs, cheese grits, and cocaine. Okay. Oh God, this is their brunch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're partying hard. Okay. Yeah. All right. In Beverly. Now now for for for, for, for our for our for our Disney princess. Okay. I forgot my comments. 
What? But but I'll, we've done. I don't want to like. I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole you in the Little Mermaid box. <laughs> so I want to. I want to go wider here. Characters. Go. Okay. Have you seen? Let's see. Have you seen um, Rapunzel, the Tangled, the one with the long hair? Yes. And my friend's daughter just thought I was Rapunzel when my hair was found that, in the car. <laughs> uh, well, that kind. Your hair kind of sparked that in me. Beautiful long hair. Okay. So. What what is Rapunzel? She's stuck in the tower. What is she having for breakfast? For Rapunzel, well, you know, I don't know if so. I'm also Snow White, right? Because the because the birds literally followed me into the um, gallery upstairs, and I was like, oh no, don't worry, those are mine. They're just falling because I was singing. Um, so, but <laughs> Rapunzel, I feel like maybe the birds bring her food. Oh, okay, all right. So what do they bring? Maybe they bring her some berries. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like she probably has some oats. Okay, so high. She's like a granola. High superfood diet. I feel like, yeah, I feel because she's, you know, she doesn't get a lot of exercise in that tower, so she has to do like the treadmill or something. Yeah, she likes to keep her carbs low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the antioxidants in her. Exactly. And keto people eat. Is she a kai? Is that like a kai berry? And and I don't know. I'm vegetarian now. Okay, I don't. I don't. Okay. (laughs) Don't like Instacart. Okay. To her her tower. You know what I'm saying? She's on Instacart and groceries. Mm -hmm. Now, now let's give some relationship advice. We're gonna go out on giving some relationship advice. Okay. To, uh, um, some superheroes. Okay. All right. So. Relationship advice for superheroes. Now, uh, Superman, right? Storied, long-time relationship with Lois Lane. Okay. <laughs> What's your, you know, they've been together 50 years, 75 years, I don't know. What is your advice for, for Superman to have another happy 50, 75 years with Lois Lane? Man, um, allow Lois to show up for him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's constantly showing up for her. You know what I mean? He's constantly saving the day. Oh He's constant. God. He has shown his loyalty and consistency for 75 years. Mm. I haven't really seen Lois show up for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, she hasn't really saved the day like that. Afra has. I, I, I want the backlash. I'm here for it. <laughs> the hot take. Yeah, right. I want the backlash. Come on. Come on, Afra. All right. Afra, be, feel free to throw the backlash, but I can also give you another another character with relationship advice. If nah, what would you prefer? She's ready, to, she's ready to tear me down on that one. You know, well, listen. <laughs> listen. I, I, I appreciate... Let you know because because I've I've been learning you know more self discovery yeah. especially especially in this pandemic and I am that person that's always showing up for people and it's like and I've had some and I've had people like literally say you need to let people show up for you so yeah. I do appreciate you telling Superman that because he probably does and then I don't know if Superman I know like he got killed in one dimension, but he might be in, like, a different universe. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of universes. Right, right. And so, like, I don't know. He might not age as quickly as Lois, you know? So Mm. I feel like... I feel like, you know, he could definitely appreciate a lot of things about Lois in her, you know, senior years, and she can appreciate him as well. Maybe there's some things to, there's something to what you said about letting her show up for him. Mm-hmm. And I felt, but I feel like Lois has showed up for Superman quite a lot in different ways, you know, but I do think, I do think your advice is great. But, you know, she, you know, you have to give credit to women because she allows him to be front and center but you know she's been his pr she's been his um that's right beard a little bit you know some i mean not like (laughs) he wasn't gay or but you know just that people you know like people didn't know who he was because yeah yeah yeah. she was she helped him him down like she 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 had his back kryptonite comes out Uh, and she's coming all right kyle (laughs) plug your show one more time all right so my show is uh bourbon a bourbon and boy shorts 
Uh, you can follow us on IG at Bourbon A&D Boy Shorts Podcast. We're on all streaming platforms, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're on all of them. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks for joining the Friday appreciate Night Movie Family. Now, Afra, Yeah. because my name is Shy, will, will you take me out on a little bit of classic 90s shy music oh Ooh. wow okay well or also do you have a place where people should follow you oh i'm um, sure on any platform mostly i'm on instagram but on any platform i'm at afra sings that's a f like frank r-a-h sings because that's what i do all right so <laughs> may i make a request you can take us out on some some classic 90s shy shy okay so they have like a whole four if like i ever fall in love yeah yeah right, you don't have like to do all harmony? the harmonies you guys got the you guys got me on the harmony i got you on it we got her on the harmony <laughs> You look, you, you look, you look scared. I'm not saying that. You don't look, want. I don't, I'm trying to remember. Is that the? So which part should I do? Because whichever part you want, you can do another song. I won't even know. It's okay. Ready? So if I, so if I start, you gonna come? I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm, you know? I'm gonna okay. just do the beat because I'm, I beatbox a little bit. Ready? You said I'd be. You said I'd beatbox a little bit. Okay, sorry. I, my somehow my Instagram went closed, and so I was just trying to make sure it shared. Okay, so here we go. You have video, so I'll get your video. Yeah. Okay. Um. Very first time that I saw your brown eyes, your lips said hello and I said hi. I knew right then you were the But I was caught up in physical attraction, but to my satisfaction. Baby, you were more than just a friend. And if I ever in love again, I will be sure that the lady is a friend. And if I ever, supposed to ever fall. Oh, that was. <laughs> I thought, he, thought Shy was right. coming in on that. No, I love that. <laughs> Afra, Kyle, thank yeah, you so pleasure, much for being pleasure, here. Thanks pleasure, so much pleasure. for joining the family. You're all wonderful. Appreciate Thanks you. so much. Thank you. I love your podcast already. Thank you so much. <laughs> Robert at Baltimore Comic-Con. Robert has a job, a fabled, I would say, profession, right? There's there's like the wizards in Lord of the Rings, there's the Jedi Masters, and then there are those who host college radio. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a charmed life I live. I feel very fortunate to be doing that. Um, as, as we were chatting about before, college radio to me is so important. Again, REM. I wouldn't, we wouldn't have REM, my favorite band of all time, if it wasn't for college radio. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I host a classic alternative show called the Gen X Experience, and it's all those bands. It's REM, Concrete Blonde, Wall of Voodoo. Oh, wow. What, wait, what, let's uh, make sure we know your station and where we can find it when we're talking talking about it now um ksym out of san antonio college in san antonio texas that's awesome so college radio coming out of college are the college students listening to it or is it people who want to connect kind of from all over the world to what real college radio is supposed to be it's kind of a mixture of both um I kind of make jokes that we're kind of San Antonio's answer to WKRP in Cincinnati. I don't oh, know you are know you kidding? Show. I just bought the entire series on DVD. I have that, too. Um, you know. Now, so wait. If we're talking we're movie and TV shows, 
if we're talking WKRP, are are you the Johnny Fever? I like to think so. Okay, all right. I, I definitely, in fact, that was the funniest thing during the pandemic when we got shut down. That's when I bought the DVD set. And I always loved that character. I always thought he was just really awesome. But looking back on it now, when watching that DVD set, I said, Oh wow, that guy's me. Aha, that's awesome. Well, let's talk about let's talk about famous movie music movie DJ things, okay? So for because you're a DJ, got it? Okay, so let's I wa- one that I want to start with. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but one of my favorite movies is Pirate Radio: The Boat That Rocked. I always meant to see that one. I never got to. I have to tell you, if you love rock and roll, now it's from an earlier era, but it has like it has that college radio pirate radio it's like a it's not even just a a love letter it's like a battle cry for loving music and fighting censorship and uh it's philip seymour hoffman yeah at his best Uh, it's a phenomenal movie oh yeah i always meant to watch it one i just barely uh saw recently because I was talking to some of our alumni at the college that were very, very big DJs back in the day. They all recommended the movie FM. Oh, I don't know that from movie. From 1978. It has Martin Mull, I think, Levon Littles in it. Wow. It's really good. I, I think you might enjoy it a bit more if you know some stuff about radio, but it's really great because it is kind of this little snapshot of what kind of like WKRP was, but it was a little less, fewer misfits and weirdos. (laughs) Um, But it was a great little snapshot of what that old school freeform radio was back then. Yeah, it seems like podcasting has replaced that, except for the fact that getting the, from a speaking standpoint, but not from a music standpoint. But podcasting is the little bit of the punk rock that you can go and you can just go and talk and and do your thing. And um, I guess, you know, it's a little bit harder with all the algorithms to put music in your podcast. But there are still a lot of shows, a little more underground, that play snippets of other people's shows. So I think that's cool. Now, another great DJ movie is Private Parts, Howard Stern's biography. What do you think about that one? like that. I was never a big Stern fan, but I wound up really loving that movie. I had never really heard him until around the time that movie came out. They we grew up in Montreal and they had his they they had just bought like the franchise to his show for a few years on one of the local stations. So I used to listen to it with my mom. And we saw the movie in the theater and I really loved that movie. I loved his whole arc of like goofy guy to you know, but also plays him off as a nice person. I'm always bummed that in real life his marriage didn't work out, but because uh, that's such a huge part of the movie. But you know, that doesn't. He he seems to be very respectful to his ex-wife, and so that's cool. Oh yeah, I, I've heard many times that maintaining <laughs> marriages in the radio business is not the easiest thing. Yeah, yeah. And what about I would say one of my all-time favorite radio show related things. Period, is news radio. I never got that into it. There were a few episodes, I can't really think of any right off the top of my head, but there was where I would, a couple of episodes I would watch, oh, yeah, I, I kind of see something here, but... No, oh, to me, but, Phil Hartman, oh, just what a classic. Has oh, Bill yeah. McNeil. Oh, yeah. Have he, you ever dealt with that, the big ego radio guy who thinks he's, like, the star of the station? Don't name names. 
Not to that level, no. I mean, I've met a lot of people because it's college radio, because it's more freeform, they're, they're very set in their ways. So, like, right now we have our GM. He's only been with us for a couple of years now, and he is he was a part of that whole freeform radio in, in the 70s. So he, and he was a commercial disc jockey for years and years, so he's much more professional. Got it. And he's not the kind of guy who goes, okay, guys, you got to do this, this, and this. But at the same time, there's a lot of times when he'll hear DJs saying something or doing something, just going, uh, we wouldn't. Well, he's got high standards. <laughs> yes, he does. And uh, one of the coolest things about him is he's not the kind of person who really gets mad about anything. He never really raises his voice. He can, when he chews you out, it's the most even-tempered. Oh, that's good. That's you. Oh, you, yeah. You want that kind of thing. You don't need the extra. But at the same time, if he thinks something's crap, he'll tell you. Okay. Point blank. All right. Well, we're going to take you out on what was. what's your favorite music, movie, or television-related thing you know is it singles because it's got that great gen x soundtrack is it uh i don't know me for me that thing you do is always the best because i love that feeling of a band becoming famous for the first time but what what's 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 for you oh that's a hard one because i've seen so many i'm gonna go with a very weird dark horse choice and say phantom of the paradise oh wow that is weird de palma yes that is such a strange movie i find that movie so unsettling i know that's how i felt about it but at the same time i couldn't look away at all that is amazing well robert uh again tell everybody where they can listen to you um that's ksym we're 90.1 in the san antonio area on your fm dial but you can also hear us online at ksym.org. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio. And you do the Gen X show? Experience. That is every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Well, it's a pleasure having you and hope you enjoy the con. Oh, thank you so much. All right, here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con in the closing minutes. Literally, everything's being taken down. Right. But we have with us two incredible, I mean, humans, <laughs> parents, <laughs> uh, family might, members, geeks, yeah, yeah geeks. In the most loving, complimenting way, we have with us Javier and Karen Lopez, also known as the Gov Geeks. Yay. Hello. Hello, everyone. Who, who I have known since meeting their amazing family online at... Weird Al at a Weird Al photo op at Awesome Con, which yeah. was awesome. And we just took our girls to see Weird Al at the Kennedy Center. <gasps> oh, nice. that's so cool! That was that, that was circle. that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I have to say, even though this is my first time meeting you both in person, I mean, it's like instant connection. We're going right to 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 the best stories. Yeah, we're not we're not wasting any time. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, yeah, we're friends. Well, we, start we, start we, telling, me, so telling me about so, the worst thing that happened to you this week. So so, 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 you are, so you are so you are. You are mentors, and, and, and I, I would say, like, incredible examples to people because you champion public service through the GovGeeks. Absolutely. I consider myself, like, a, you know, an honorary GovGeek or, you know, an, oh, you a, an adjunct GovGeek. And so before you tell us in the audience a little bit about GovGeeks, if, if you were perhaps, you know, recruiting for the government mm -hmm. and there were, you know, a superhero uh, uh, that you thought would might be good for, I would say, you know, like a GS14-level position. So, 
This is, you know, your maybe early manager or very experienced expert in a particular area, but not quite senior executive service yet. Who would you be looking at amongst the the, the vast open world of superheroes to recruit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, all right. I mean, once you started mentioning that, I already had my answer. Oh, well, that's amazing. Hit it. I want to go. Well, I mean... And Coming from Department of Justice, I would have to say that I would be looking at um, Jennifer Walters. Oh, oh yes, of course, the She-Hulk. She yes. Been a huge yeah. topic of conversation this yeah. weekend, is that show. Yeah. Yes. A lot of love for that show. Thank you. Did you That's all love awesome. the show? I did. I, I did very much so. It took me a while. I really loved the last episode. It took me a while. Like, I had to grapple with it a little bit because it was a little too real in some instances. Oh. Oh, I mean, oh like, for you, for your, for as an experience in the work, in the sort of professional? Sometimes when she gets angry. <laughs> you don't want to see me. <laughs> but yeah. Jennifer Walters, that's an amazing choice. You're right. And she's not, I would say she's not quite at the level where she's going to manage a whole division right. yet. Right. But she ha she's hardworking. She has, you know, a good work ethic. She knows her stuff. She could be a subject matter expert, but then you want to get her to, okay, how can you be a leader? Right. And that's different, right? That's soft skills. That's, okay, how do you manage people? How do you mentor? So that type of stuff. That, that's awesome. I love the, I love the gub geeks. <laughs> I love the okay. All right, Javier, right, yeah. what, what do you got for us? Well, honestly, I automatically thought of well, Steve Rogers. Oh, right. And so, but, of course, he's classic. established. He's well known. He could be a senior executive himself, you know, leading at the highest level. But he always chooses to lead from the front. Oh. So a GS14, I imagine a person like boots on the ground, directly helping people, being involved, demonstrating leadership skills, all of that by choice. And I think that that is awesome. That's oh, a good one. That's fantastic. Okay. One of the great things you do with the Gov Geeks is you give amazing advice. You give seminars on how to apply for jobs, on how to develop your career, on how to build your skills. Um, there are sometimes there are some junior superheroes, some teen titans, if you will, mm -hmm. who sometimes could maybe use a little advice. So I'm going to throw a couple out there, and if you have career advice for a career in government, um, uh, um, uh, you, you, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw these out. Okay, so number one, what about young, he's not a teen titan, teen titan, but young Miles Morales. Let's say mm. young Miles Morales wanted a job in public service. Are you looking at me? No. I'm supposed to give it. <laughs> no, Miles I'm just Morales looking advice. at you because you know Miles Morales. In case <laughs> oh, so you were giving. I appreciate you finally I didn't, choosing. I, I, I didn't pick like. This I didn't pick has Raven. Been a lot of deep cuts, oh. and I'm just sort of sitting here going, uh huh, uh huh. Oh yeah. Who, the single what? issue 1982 uh -huh. no, run. No, like of. so many conversations like that. So thank you for choosing someone I do know. Actually, sidebar, great story. I I recognize like very few cosplays here. Like unless you are original Spider-Man. I probably don't know who you are. <laughs> and a woman walks by first thing this morning, and I just look at her, I go, Outlander. And she's like, yes, Outlander. She goes, nobody has known who I am. <laughs> and it's because it's from it's from the show, which I, I don't think anybody do, do watched watch Outlander. Outlander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and it was, it was a really, it was a very... Um, victorious moment for me nice. that I recognized a cosplay that had nothing to do with superheroes or comics but just right. like a wonderful time traveling drama that's very that nice. alright you've had start. time now to think of what you would advise uh, young Miles should he pursue a career in public service so I would say to, to young Miles that he has and shows great promise right and he seems very dedicated to a mission Right? He knows right from wrong and wants to kind of live in that realm. 
But I would also say that in order to be in public service, you want to have some sort of organizational development and to identify some of your weaknesses and what you want to work on. And maybe it could be in, <laughs> maybe it could be in, you know, he's very skilled at artwork. Oh, sure. Thanks. Thank you so much. You're so nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're taking pictures during this episode. This is great. Smile, everyone. We'll, okay, we'll, All right. we'll post the pictures. So All right, so Miles, <laughs> learn some organization, learn some self-reflection, learn strengths and weaknesses so you can improve over the long term. I love right, it. Right, right, and see what his long-term career goals would be. Like, why would he choose public service? Because that's always what we want to identify is why would you choose public service? Is it for the benefits? Is it for, you know, the um, career growth? Or is it for the mission, right? And the mission is very strong, um, especially for a lot of us in public service. So if you have that, then we can work with you to get where you need to go. That's very cool. That was awesome. I mean, how am I supposed to follow something like that? That was just so Oh, nice. can we give <laughs> Yeah, let's give, do you want to give someone else? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy. I don't know. Give, give, Becky, I, you I don't, pick one. The only young people I know are the spider people. Okay, so give that one of the other spider people. Becky watches the, 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 there is a kid's version of the spider. It's Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Remember when it, it was something else when we were little? But they've revamped it. Oh, oh, no, I have a challenging one. Oh, here we go. Okay. Didn't, um, what, Osborne's son. Harry. Harry. Oh. Harry Osborne. Wow, before he became, you know, Green Goblin himself. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, honestly, I, I think what's so important about that character is just really trusting himself and the direction that he was going in his lifetime. Because I think sometimes if you take different influences, you can choose paths that can be a little bit more challenging. But honestly, giving himself the space to feel comfortable about who he is, what he wants to do, stepping outside of his father's shadow, and just embracing what he wants from life. And that's, I think, something that can be done in government because there are just so many positions that are available out there. I that's mean, right. so many. So, yeah. I always tell people, get in, move around, try different things, learn the skill of being a public servant, but but try all a different path until you find that one that you want to dig into. Absolutely. Okay. I, that was a good one, too. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Nice. I've been paying attention this weekend. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Great <laughs> co-host. Okay. Uh, as you take us out, yes. tell us all the places people can follow you. All right. Um, you can follow us on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Instagram. And we're all at the, the GovGeeks. Um, that's our handle on pretty much all these platforms. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook, for those of you who you know still use Facebook. <laughs> um, YouTube. We have videos coming out regularly on YouTube. Which, yes, Shai is very kind to grace his presence you know, on, oh. our, on our shows as well. So. Wearing this same one. outfit. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it looks good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm wearing it as well. Thank you. If it's not broken. I came as Shai Corman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Great. <laughs> the well, perfect cosplay. Well, yeah. well uh, the GovGeeks is an incredible resource. It's incredible that you spend your time helping people and inspiring people. And um, thank you so much for spending time with us here at Baltimore Comic Con. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, having us. Oh, oh. Well, they're they're literally, literally you don't have to go home, but you can't there. stay here. <laughs> right, thank you. Follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can sign up for our newsletter at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>